to have a good time, do you? Ain't God good, y'all? He's good all the time. And all the time, God is good. It's good to be here again. I, I have a feeling y'all ready for me now. It's, it's just good to be here. You know, uh, so many times we take for granted that we're going to see each other uh, from week to week. But there is no guarantee that we're going to be alive. So I believe that when we see one another, we ought to give God the praise and give him the glory. And we ought to give each other a nice warm welcome because it's just good to be alive and it's good to be here. I want to talk about the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God. You know, we live in a society where faster is better. I'm going to take some of you back. Do you remember how those old 56K baud rate modems used to sound when they connected over a pair of twisted copper wires? Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. That was too technical. Okay. <laughs> you remember when you wanted to get on the internet a long time ago and you used to hook up this little box to your computer and you hooked up the other end to your phone jack? Okay, so your phone jack goes over a copper twisted pair. But one of the reasons why it's so fast today is because we don't need to use those twisted pairs. Right. We can use cable or we can use fiber optics. But you remember, it used to come up, you remember that? And it was like 56K baud. Uh, and, 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 and we thought we were flaming. We thought we were doing something. But, uh, but then all of a sudden, something else came out that was even faster. Or, or do you remember the first microwave that you owned? Some of you just got one. You know what I'm talking about. Come on now. Give it a minute. And it was amazing how the food was heated in just minutes, sometimes even seconds. Whereas we were used to mama putting uh, soup on top of the stove and you have to wait for a long time. Mama, is it ready yet? Not yet. You remember those days. Or do you remember, some guys may remember more than some young ladies, you remember being young and having a nice car. And when you would pull up to a stoplight, Somebody would come alongside of you and give you that look, which meant what you want to do. Y'all remember that? And it was all about who had the fastest car. Back in the day, it was always about trying to get something faster. And even today, we want to be faster and faster and faster. You know, I was thinking not long ago, who would have thought that shopping online would be so common and so easy? You don't need to go to the mall today and you can buy a whole wardrobe full of clothes. And if you sign up for a Plus or Prime membership, you'll get it even faster, sometimes one in two days. We want it faster, we want it better, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, many bad decisions have been made. Lots of opportunities have been missed. 
And too much money has been wasted due to the lack of patience. Sometimes we put ourselves in a bind simply because we can't wait. But I want you to know to Lansing, today Lansing, I want you to know that some things can't be rushed. If you want God's blessings, you have to learn to be patient and to wait on the Lord. Let me say that again. If you and I, if we want God's blessings, his blessings in abundance, we have to learn to be patient and to wait on him. One thing that I had to tell myself and I continue to tell myself is God's way is perfect. And just because God is not on my schedule, that does not mean that he is running late. The Bible teaches us to wait on the Lord. Somebody say wait. wait. This implies that he is not always going to be at our beck and call. Sometimes we must wait until he decides to show up. God is not always going to show up when we want him to show up. But if we believe in who he is, we will have the confidence that he will show up. You know, sometimes God allows us to rush, crash, and burn before he steps in and slows us down. Think about it. Look how young folk like to rush getting old. How many older folk do you see rushing to get older? That's because we've learned from experience. I don't know who it was, but some liar said that you're only as old as you think you are with the lying self. At some point in life, your age and your mind, they're going to come together. Just think about it. Young folk, all the goodness that young folk have. I mean, some of us would give a whole bank account just to turn 19 or 20 years old again. And we have young folk who have great futures, but because they want to be grown so fast, they run into situations that they shouldn't be in. They start shacking right out of high school. Then if you start shacking, you know what's coming next, don't you? Kids are coming next. Then they say, well, you know, I don't want my baby to be without a daddy. So you know what comes next, right? Marriage. Then they say, you know what, I think I did this thing too fast and too soon. So you know what comes after that, right? Divorce. All in that order. Simply because they couldn't wait I can remember when I turned 20, 21 I started to say 25 I was cool on 25 but 21 I wanted to turn 21 so bad I wanted to be able to go to the store and buy a six pack if I wanted to I remember putting makeup on my mustache to thicken it up and I can remember looking at my face I, 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 you know when I was younger I had a real young looking face and I can remember looking in the mirror saying, man, I look like a little baby. I want to look like a man. 
Now I look in the mirror and say, man, I wish I was that little guy that, that I used to look like a long time ago. But we just rush things and, and we rush things. And sometimes, church, we rush things so much. We'll look at God and get disappointed with him if he doesn't show up when we think he should show up. But I want to show you something in the Bible. Many people ask for patience. But they don't want the problem. They want the patience without the problem. But it's the problem that helps us to develop patience. Y'all see that? Can we, can we say that again? Many people, they want patience without any problems. But the truth is, our problems help us to develop patience. Romans 5 and 3 and 4, it says that we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance or patience. And endurance or patience develops strength of character. And character strengthens our hope. So in other words, having patience will help strengthen our relationship with God. And it will also help to increase our faith in God. Are y'all with me today? Now this may sound a little weird. If you want some patience, you're going to have to go through some problems. You're going to have to experience some things. And when you go through some problems, it's not about just asking God to deliver you right away and to get you out of those problems. I know we like to be delivered. I like to be delivered. I don't like to wait for my deliverance. I don't like to wait for things to come. But what I'm trying to tell you today is problems actually help to develop us. You know what? That's why grown folk who have been through some things can sit some other folk down and tell them what they ought not to do because they have learned through experience that it's better to wait for certain things instead of just running into certain things are you with me today so some of us today we are discouraged because we have some problems but what we don't know is it's our problems that are helping us to develop our patience it's to give us our endurance if you didn't have a problem, you will be off the chain. God has to give all of us something to go home to sit down and to think about. If everything was always at our beck and call, what type of person or people would we be? We have to learn how to trust God. When God is developing our patience, we need to praise him just like we would have if nothing else was going on in our lives. Praising God is just not about when things are going well in our lives. But praising God is giving God the praise no matter what. Because we have the confidence that whatever it is that we are going through, God is going to take us through it. God wants us to be resilient. He wants us to change our mindset and be more focused on him Rather than being focused on our problems. Now I got to say this again because it doesn't even sound right. If you have a problem, you need to be rejoicing. That don't even sound right, Ed. 
You can count it all joy because God has your back. You are dealing with a problem solver. See, don't take your problem to the wrong person because if you take your problem to the wrong person, you're going to come back with two problems. But when you take your problem to God, God is a solution giver. He's a solution maker. Your problems that you have, the ones that keep you up at night, those are the problems that God can use to shape your life. To shape your thinking. To make you stronger. To make you have more faith in him. If God came exactly every time you called him, how much faith would you have in him? Sometimes God has to allow us to wait on him. Some of you looking at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. Let me, let me bring it. You know, sometimes the spiritual is too much and I got to go to the carnal. Men. All y'all ain't like this. But the ones who got swag. <laughs> when you were dating, were you always on time? Well, the women answered, no, nah, he sure ain't. He sure ain't. <laughs> Jeff, did you say anything? <laughs> he didn't say no. He just looked at me like, well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you why men ain't always on time, besides being slow. Goodness is worth waiting for. Uh. See, for a lot of women, if you always show up on time, they are not going to appreciate your promptness. They're not going to appreciate the swag that you got. Women like it when you stand them up every now and then. You tell them you're coming over at 3 o'clock and you don't show up at all. What happened to you? I got caught up. They want that guy that got a little thug in him every now and then. You know, they walk like this every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Make you wait on them. Then when he gets to your crib, he a little late. Why are you so late? What? Nothing. You so crazy. Just, just, just come on so we can go. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't y'all act funny because y'all in church. But some women will tell you, I need a man who will tell me no sometimes. I need a man who will stand me up sometimes. Because it develops their relationship. When we, <laughs> you know who talking, right? The ones who got stood up. <laughs> That's all right. It'd be okay, baby. It'd be okay. It'd be okay. Try cooking. See, that's why I can't even preach here at Lansing. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. The shorter our patience is, the more faith we need. When things are not going our way, everybody in our house, on Facebook, and in the church don't need to know what we're going through. Now, I just want to talk just for a little bit. I, I got a few minutes here, but, but listen. 
You know when your faith is low. Because when you go through things, instead of being patient and waiting on God, you got to tell everybody about what you are experiencing. So you call your family members up and tell them. Then you get on Facebook. Hey fam. Morning fam. And tell them who don't care. Then you come to church and tell everybody in the congregation. Then when your problem is gone and God has delivered you, you're wondering why everybody's still looking at you sideways. Some things are meant only for God's ear. Are y'all understanding me? When you believe in God, although it may be tempting to tell everybody your business, your patience and your faith in God will lead you to dropping on your knees instead of picking up the telephone. Everybody does not need to go to know what you're going through because everybody can't handle what you are going through. Some of us, we've been delivered from things that folk haven't seen before. But we need to have our faith in God. So let me put it again. That little problem that you used to have that was driving you crazy, God was molding you years ago for something that you are experiencing now. So what you got to understand is you don't need a bigger telephone. You don't need a Rolodex. You don't need to run and tell everybody what happened. You need to do what God wants you to do, and that's wait on him. Let's let that soak in. We're smart. We're human beings. We're the smartest creatures that God placed on earth. So you know what we always want to get? An answer. Things that we don't understand, we worry about. But when we have faith in God, we'll be patient enough to wait on him. Now let me tell you about that faith. Are you listening? You need to have faith to wait on God. But you also need to have faith when God shows up. Because when you wait on God, he may not show up with what you want him to show up with. But when you have faith in God, when God shows up you will know that this is exactly what God's will is because you know that the way of the Lord is perfect you know that God has the power to supply all of your needs now I'm gonna tell you something you know you know sometimes when we hear messages like this they, they don't move us but let me tell you something because I've been there and I know that I can go back there when you don't have no other choice but to wait on God, I'm going to tell you something. That is a situation to be in. When you can't even talk about your problem because it make you cry too much just to mention your problem. When folk can't even talk to you on the phone because your problem is so deep, they don't even know what to tell you. I'm telling you, no matter how big your problem may be, you need to develop the patience and the faith in God to wait on God's deliverance. Yeah. 
wait on them. Now, I want to show you something in the Bible. You know we always have Bible study about this time. I want to show you something that's amazing. But before I get there, I want to talk to you about something for about 35 seconds. A lot of us, when we go through problems, we think on the problem. Why not the problem solver? You know, there's a verse in the Bible, I believe it's Philippians 4, around 4 through 6, somewhere around there, where the Bible says, think on good things. A lot of us will run ourselves crazy thinking on negative things. When you have faith in God, you don't need to think about your problem because you already gave God your problem. Now you need to think on the provision. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? When you truly have faith in God, you know that God is going to show up. And whatever God is going to show up with, that's exactly what you need in your life. We need to develop the patience and the faith. But how do we develop patience and faith? We got to go through some problems. Are y'all getting this? just because we're going through problems that doesn't mean that God doesn't love us I wanted to show you something in the Bible because you know so many times you know and I'm sure some of you have heard it before sometimes when you're going through stuff you know brother Hulk somebody tell you well you know you 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 go to service all the time where your God at now where you where at now you know you 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 don't miss two meals where your Jesus at now I ate while you were hungry I didn't go you went Sometimes people sure there look at you and they say, hey, I know you believe in God. I just believe in a higher being. Where he at now? So I want to show you something about God. The sovereignty of God. Are you ready for this? I got five points that I want to prove today. I want you to look at your Bibles. John chapter number 11. And we're going to go through this. Verse number one. Y'all read with me. We're going to read. If you don't have your Bibles today, you're going to be lost. Get close to somebody who has one. Look at this. The Bible says in verse number one. Now a certain man was sick. Lazarus of Bethany. The town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. Whose brother Lazarus was sick. Verse 3. Therefore the sisters sent to him. Sent to who? They sent to Jesus. And what did they say? Lord behold. He whom you love. Is sick. When Jesus heard that. He said. The sickness is not unto death. But for the glory of God. That the son of God may be glorified through it look at verse number five now jesus loved martha and her sister and lazarus do you see that so when he heard that he was sick he stayed two more days in the place where he was 
Now I want to go back over this because somebody missed it. The Bible says that Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. But when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Point number one. Just because Jesus does not answer our prayers during the first night, the week, or whenever we wanted him to answer the prayer, that does not mean that he didn't hear us. And it certainly don't mean that he does not love us. God's speed toward us does not define his love for us. I got, I got to teach this. I need you to wake up. Listen. God's speed toward us does not define his love for us. How do I know this? Because he loved Lazarus. And Lazarus was sick. He loved Lazarus' sisters. But the Bible says after he heard the news, he stayed two days. Just because you've been praying to God all night long. And when you woke up, you didn't have your answer. That does not mean that God does not love you. Are y'all listening to me right now? It does not mean that God did not hear you. Don't, didn't Jesus receive the message? He received it, but he didn't move. You know why? Because he is God. He's sovereign. He is God all by himself. The love that God has for us. I got to say it again. Because some people really feel like God does not love them. God has left their life. God has just left them for dead. God has not left you for dead. If he wanted to leave you for dead, you would know it because you would be dead. I'm almost there. But his love for us is not defined by the speed that he attends to our prayers. Let me show you something else. Point number two. Jesus does not always see our problems like we see our problems. We often see our problems as being huge and urgent. Lord, I need you right now. Take your time, but hurry up. We typically see them huge and urgent, but Jesus may see our problem as nothing. Let me say that again. I knew I was going to be preaching like this today, Sean. It's some deep stuff. You all right? You're praying to Jesus. You're in pain. Whether it's physical, mental, or spiritual. To you, that problem is huge that's how you define that problem but to Jesus your problem ain't nothing so you want Jesus to rush to your aid but Jesus said no you need to deal with that for a little while longer 
We're going to get deep, y'all. Uh, y'all you, you got your Bibles? Hold your Bibles up. Let me see if we got your Bibles. I want you to read this. Yeah, we got enough Bibles in here to get this. Now watch this. Now I want to I do something. I want to compare some verses. Are you ready for this? Look at verse number four. The Bible says, when Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. But then go over to verse number 11. These things he said after that. He said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps. But I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. You know how folk tell you, especially older folk back in the day. You know, if you, if you say, no matter what's wrong with you, whether your head hurt, your eye hurt, your foot hurt, your chest hurt, no matter what it is, what they tell you, go lay down and go to sleep. And you'll be all right in the morning. So they say, well, Jesus, he, I guess he'll be all right. However, Jesus spoke of his death. But they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Look at verse number 14. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Now I want you to go back to verse number four. When Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now I want you to go back over to verse number 14. Then Lazarus said, then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Now how you say that his sickness is not unto death and in the same conversation you come back and tell me Lazarus is dead. That's because death to Jesus doesn't mean the same thing that it means to us. Are y'all understanding me today? I need you to be with me. I need you to be very attentive. Even death does not make Jesus run because he has all power. Do you understand that? You know, sometimes when we hear bad news, it gets to us. But you got to understand, your bad news ain't nothing to Jesus. I need a witness up in here. Somebody need to understand what I'm saying. You know, you may call me and make me cry about your news. You may call a friend and make them cry because of your news. But when you call Jesus, he can look at your situation and say, that ain't nothing. Not because he can't empathize with us, but because he has all power and he knows there is nothing on earth that I can't heal. I need you to understand this. The problems that make us sit up at night. We need to hand those problems over to Jesus because he knows how to deal with those problems better than we do. I'm moving to my third point. I want to show you something that I always tell you. I want you to look at verse number 16. Verse number 16, after Lazarus uh, was pronounced dead by Jesus. In verse number 16, then Thomas, who is called the twin, 
said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Now, let me explain this. I want you to go upward to verse number seven. The Bible says, then after this, he said to the disciples, and this is Jesus, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you. And are you going there again? So in other words, the place that Jesus was going to travel was dangerous. Now I want you to look at something here. When Jesus said, let's go. When he said that I'm going to go, he said, but I go that I may wake him. I'm going to go to our friend Lazarus. And he said, let's go. In verse number 16, Thomas said, well, we might as well go with him so we can die. Y'all see that? Now, if you can recall, I have told you plenty of times, stop telling your problems to people who don't have any faith. Or stop telling your problems to people who have little faith. You know, folk who have little faith, they act like they forget the power that Jesus has or who Jesus is. Now, I want you to watch this. Jesus said, I'm going to go wake Lazarus up. His followers said, well, I guess we just go and die too. Y'all ain't getting this. Who said anything about dying? You know what this goes to show you? When you talk about your problem to people who don't know how powerful God is, all they can see is darkness, gloom, and doom. You will get off the phone with them and want to just jump off the roof of your house. Y'all ain't getting this, are you? He's with the Savior. Jesus said, listen, it would have gotten me when he said he dead. I'm going to go wake him up. I'm like, let's go do this. Because I want to see you do this. But instead, a doubter said, well, why don't we go and die? Listen, even if they were going to get killed, Jesus already told them, I have the power over life and death. It doesn't matter what people think about your situation. What matters is what does God think about your situation? It is never too late until Jesus says that it's too late. But look at this. He said, I guess we'll go too. Let us go so that we may die with him. How is it that we continue to hang around people who don't have the faith in God that we do? Let me just say it like this. Because you're going to need this later. You may not even need it today. Put it in a jar and make sure you have a, a band around the cap so it stays preserved. You need to quit hanging around folk who doubt God. Because that stuff is contagious. You'll find yourself doubting the ability of God and what God can do in your life. I want to show you here. Jesus, he proved that even if he loves somebody, he don't have to just run to their beck and call. Jesus also proved that 
Just because he loves somebody, it doesn't mean that bad things or things that may be considered unfortunate won't happen to them. He also proved that he does not define our problems like we define our problems. In other words, the problem that we have may be big to us, but Jesus, he knows those problems are not huge because he knows that he is a deliverer. But without having patience and faith to wait on God, how will we ever know? I'm getting somewhere. I'm almost done here. Look at verse number 17. Look at verse number 17. The Bible says, So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb for days. Did y'all see that? Now, I want you to go back to verse number four. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So in other words, Jesus said, This death that Lazarus experienced is more than just a death. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Just hold on. We're almost there. I want you to look at verse number four. Then we're going to look at 14 and 15. And then we're going to look at verse number 17. It's going to make sense. You with me? Verse number four says, and when Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Look at verse number 14. Then Jesus said to them, plainly, Lazarus is dead. Verse number 15. He says, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Look at verse number 17. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb for days. Point number four. The problems that we are facing in our lives right now may be purpose-driven by God. They appear to be complicated. But Jesus, when he talked about Lazarus, he had the power, he had the purpose, and he had the provision. And I know you're not going to get this because i gotta, I got to come and give it to you. This is real Bible study here. That's why it's taking me some time. See, a lot of us, we want the answer. We want to rush right now. Go ahead and say it so I can get out of here and eat my nasty greens. <laughs> I want to tell you about God. And I want to tell you something that you didn't know. God can allow something to happen in our lives just to give somebody else a blessing. He's sovereign. Which means he can do whatever he wants to do. He can use the test that he put our lives through to help somebody else have triumph. Look at it again. In verse number four, he said, this sickness is not unto death. In other words, this ain't even about dying. Jesus said, I got that. Because I can wake him up. He said it ain't even about that. 
Sometimes we go through things where people want to know, what was your diet like? What did you do in your life? How did this happen to you? Sometimes it's not even about anything that you have done. Jesus is about to prove a point in your life. Are y'all with me today? I need you to look at this. This is Bible study. Look at it. He said, this sickness is not unto death. In other words, it ain't even about death. I got death. I can wake him up. He dead to y'all. He sleep to me. He said, but for the glory of God. Well, what do you mean? That the Son of God might be glorified through it. Well, what do you mean, Jesus? Look at verse number 15. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. Y'all ain't getting this. This is awesome. Jesus could have prevented Lazarus from dying. But sometimes Jesus has to allow things to happen to increase our faith. Now, now I need you to understand this. Look at who he was talking to. Thomas. It didn't necessarily mean that Thomas didn't believe at all, but he needed Thomas' faith to increase. God needs our faith to increase. So that's why sometimes when we pray to him, he says, I'm a delay. I ain't coming right now. Look what he says. Now, now, now this is just so awesome. We know he loved Lazarus. So it wasn't a question of he didn't love him. It wasn't a question of what did Lazarus do wrong. That's not a question. He loved Lazarus. But Jesus said, I'm glad I wasn't there. What does that mean? You know that small problem that you had that went away in 24 hours. You say, whew. I know God is good. So then God said, what would you say if your problem lasts a whole month? It ain't that I can't resolve your issue in a second. I just want to know how you're going to react if you have to hold on to it for a little while longer. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? That's why I told you when I started off, I know you didn't know where I was going. Patience and problems. Your problems produce patience. So when you're going through something, don't rush Jesus. Let him take his time. Now I want to show you something. Jesus said, go back to verse number four. Jesus said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. That means that this particular incident had a purpose God just doesn't do things because he has a purpose and you know what Jesus delayed he delayed himself because people expected that if Jesus had been there he could have made him well but this is something a little deeper he did not only was he dead, the Bible says that he had been dead how long? Four days. Four days. That's dead dead. <laughs> That's real dead. Are y'all with me? Stay with me. 
So Jesus wanted to make sure, you know, you know, I need to, you don't understand. There are so many people who on TV and, and, and inside these houses of God that they call them and, and they doing that abracadabra, hocus pocus stuff. They making, they, they, they looking out in the audience and say, I see that your, your foot ain't right. I want you to get up and in the name of Jesus, I want you to run. I want you to walk. And you start getting up like this and you start, no, no, Jesus didn't have time for that. Jesus said, I want him to be completely dead when I show up. So they know who the man is. He's like, because this has a purpose. What's the purpose? The purpose is so what? Tell me what it is, church. Verse number four. What was the purpose? For the glory of God so that the Son of God might be what? Glorified through it. Are y'all getting this? This is better than Wednesday night. He had a purpose. Why do I have these problems in my life, Lord? Why am I going through this? God said, I got a purpose for those problems that you got in your life. And one of my purposes for your problem is not for you to call somebody else and tell them what it is. Because they don't know what it is. Because they just may be like Thomas. Well, let us just go die too. Some of us, we got a lot of Thomases in our lives. You feeling great, you want to get up, you want to move, you want to do something, folk tell you, you better stay in. You better not go out. God gave you health and strength. If you want to go out, go out. You got Jesus on your side. I feel like running. I wish somebody knew what I was talking about. I'm trying to let you know that we go through things, but God has a purpose for everything that we go through. Look what he says. He says, but it's for the glory of God. That the Son of God might be glorified through it. He took his time. He said, Lazarus is asleep. Folk didn't even understand what he talked. So Jesus said, look, let me just break it down. He dead. All right? So now they're looking like, he dead. And Jesus said, so let's go. Now that doesn't make sense. Now you want to go? Lord, I've been praying to you all this time. Now you want to show up? See, Jesus knew, see, I'm not just showing up so that I can see myself what's going on. I'm showing up for your sake. So y'all see that? Look at verse number 19. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Number 19. Verse number 19. The Bible says, and many of the Jews, and many of the Jews, and we're going to our fifth point. The Bible says that many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary. To comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, what? If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now, this is no hand slap about what she said. Because she's speaking like a sister would have spake. Right? But do you know what she didn't know? She didn't know God's purpose. Are y'all understanding this? This is a little deeper. This is, this is, this is two on one today. See, you may bring me a problem. I can only encourage you, but I don't know what God's purpose is for that issue that you have. She said, Lord, if you had been there, uh, this wouldn't have happened. But see, what she didn't understand is God purposely not showed up. He showed up late. Because he's like, my purpose is bigger than what you're thinking right now. See, 
The expectation was that Jesus could come and heal him and could get him back up. But whoever thought that when he showed up, he could make Lazarus get up after Lazarus was dead. Some of us, we're wondering, when is it too late? I've been praying for Jesus to come and he's been taking his time showing up. Let me tell you something. It ain't never too late for Jesus to show up. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? We're just having a little Bible study right here. I'm just letting you know. See, this is good to know. See, when everybody tells me no, I still can have joy because Jesus ain't said no yet. Look at the Bible. The Bible says, she said, but even now I know that whatever you ask God, God would give you. And I like how Jesus respond. He didn't even get his haul at. He said, your brother, he'll rise again. He didn't even have to explain himself. See, you know, sometimes, you know, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God, God, why did I have all these problems? You, listen, if you make it there, you better shut your mouth. All right? You know, I don't want to ask nothing. You know, I don't even want to ask where my mansion is at. I sleep on the floor. I don't care. See, you got to understand. I just want to make it there. You understand what I'm saying? Don't be asking Jesus nothing. He doesn't have to explain nothing to us. He ain't giving no explanation. He look, 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 look. Oh, he going to get up. Don't worry about it. He gonna get, I got this. He going to get up. You know what this means, brother? There's some business is just God's business. And you still don't understand. Look what it says. Martha said to him, oh, yeah, I, I, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said, hey, she ain't getting this. <laughs> he said, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm here. You ain't got to wait till the last day. I'm right here. You ain't got to wait till judgment day in order to be healed. Jesus is right here. He can heal you from home. Y'all ain't understanding that, are you? He said, he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. He said, do you believe this? What she say? Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And when she had said these things, she, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister. Mary, you, you ain't going to believe this. The teacher has come and he's calling for you. Jesus is calling for you right now. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town. But was, you know, and, you know, and I, when I saw that verse, look at it. He still ain't there. He had not yet come into the town. But was what? In a place where Martha met him. Jesus was in no rush. Do you understand what I'm talking about? If you are a child of God and you're going through problems, stop Acting like you don't know who God is. He does not have to come right now in order for you to say that he is God and the Lord of all lords. He's going to be God whether you believe that or not. Somebody ain't understanding what I'm saying. What I'm trying to tell you is don't rush God. God is going to do what he wants to do because he's God all by himself. God has a purpose. How are you going to tell God what to do? Can I walk around y'all? Some of you, I may kick your chair if I see you sleeping. See, you know what? I understand and I get it. To some folk, this is just a story in the Bible. But for some folk, this is their life. It makes a difference. 
I'm praying to God and I'm asking God to bless my life. I don't see anything that, 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 that looks like is blessing me. I, I, I can't see him coming from me. Now, I'm telling you right now, he doesn't need to come right away. Just because he doesn't show up right away, that does not mean that he doesn't love you. That does not mean that he didn't hear you. It means that he got a purpose and it's bigger than what you know. Are y'all understanding this? Look what it says. Look what it says. We're almost out of here. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, they followed her saying, she is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him, she fell down at his feet. And what she say, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. See, they believed that Jesus had the power to stop the death. But they didn't know what his purpose was. They didn't know that Jesus had a purpose. See, Jesus had a purpose before he even went there. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now watch this. Watch this. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came uh, with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? Now let me tell you. He was just trying to get them involved because he already knew where Lazarus was. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? See, Jesus was on a mission. Now watch this. They said to him, Lord, come and see. Now this is the verse that most of you know and can quote backwards and forward. Jesus wept. Now you know why he wept. Verse number 36. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Do y'all see what's happening now? His purpose was so much bigger than the folk around them. You know, you know, when you're going through something, you know, somebody will say, that's what you get in their mind. They ain't going to tell you that. But they're going to say in their mind, you know, you went out there and, and, and here it is. You bought that new car and bought that new house at the same time thinking you a baller. And now you're standing up asking for, for prayer. See, you should have thought about all this stuff before you went and bought it. Folk don't know what you're going through. They don't know. You know what? Here's another thing. Quit counting folk money. Folk can have enough money to string you up and tie you up. Quit counting you know, just because we don't be stereotypical and, 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 and wear all of our money or drive all of our money or sitting on them things with all of our money, some folk, some folk don't do like that. You know, there's some people that if you see what they driving, it looks like they're making about $3.35 an hour. And if you come to that neighborhood, you can't even get in because it's gated. <laughs> folk always want to count somebody money. You know, just because, I, and I need to teach this, just because you're going through something doesn't mean that God is angry with you and you did something wrong. He is a forgiver of sins. It's the haters in your life that don't want to forgive you. I'm almost there. Where am I at, Ed? I'm on like, what, 15? Where am I at? Uh, let me see. 33. No, I'm further than 33. Oh, here we is. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Look at this. Then Jesus said, groaning in himself came to the tomb now I want y'all to look at this just suppose if how many people knew about this problem a whole bunch of folk knew didn't they a whole bunch of folk right but, but look now I want you to notice something are, are you with me are you looking 
Go to 38. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Now, who's talking? Jesus. Who has the power? Jesus. What about everybody else who was standing around? They're innocent bystanders. So when you got a problem, the person that's going to be adjudicating your problem, the person that's going to be delivering you, you know who that's going to be? Jesus. So do you know who you need to spend your time talking to? Oh, y'all starting to get this. I love Bible study. Notice when it came to the grave. See, see, folk was all, they was, they was all gun ho. Well, you know what? If he had been there, he wouldn't have died. Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind, couldn't he have did something? But when it came to something that was impossible, folk did like this. Because they didn't have the power to do nothing. There are people in your life right now, the only power that they have is to talk about your problem, but they can't deliver you from your problem. You need to spend less time talking to folk like that and more time talking to Jesus. Look what the Bible says. I got to get out of here. Look what the Bible says. He said, take away the stone. And I want to tell you something. Again, the only reason why Jesus was telling them to take away the stone because he wanted to get them involved. Jesus could have said, stone be gone. I want you to not get confused. But watch this. Martha. The sister of him, Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time, there is a stench. Some of your virgins may say, he stink. Right? For he been dead four days. Now, first of all, don't think that she told him any news that he didn't know. Right? I, I, I want to get this. I'm, I'm going to get there, y'all. I, I, I just want you just to understand that... Uh, we have to understand who God is now watch watch this he took his time so he wasn't in a rush because he had a purpose he had a plan he had power and he had the provision he had everything so he didn't need the rush so when he got there now look what he said he said take away the stone did y'all see that is it in your bible take away the stone roll it away what was the response? Well, you probably stinking now. Okay, let me go back again. You missed it. Take away the stone. What happened? Let me tell you, Lord. Let, 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 let me give you. Let me, let, let, let me tell you, Lord. Let me tell you. You know, so many of us, when we ask God for something, then we got to go back and start telling him what he needs to do and how he needs to do it. Do y'all understand what I'm talking about? He didn't ask her, is he stinking? He didn't ask her, how long has he been here? He said, move the stone. Some of us, we pray to God, but we don't even know how to address him because we ain't got enough time to listen to him. He didn't ask all that. He made Lazarus. Well, Lord, by this time, uh, you know, I don't know if you know what you're getting into, but uh, uh, Lazarus probably stinking right now. You know, and, and who knows, half of them may have been scared to move the stone anyway. You know, uh, you know, after about three, four hours, 
I give it maximum five hours. If somebody pronounce somebody dead, half of us ain't gonna fool with them no more after that time anyway. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So anyway, he told her to take away the stone. She said that he's been dead four days. Then Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Has you, has, do you notice how Jesus is addressing all these questions and all these insinuations and, and all these other things? He ain't even addressing them. Jesus is like, look, I got a purpose. I got a plan. Did I, did I not tell you that if you believe that you would see the glory of God? Now, look, a couple of verses later. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you also heard me. But because of the people. Who's standing by, not helping me. Y'all ain't getting this. I'm, I'm trying to get out of here, y'all. Because of the people who are just standing by, because that's about all they can do. Because they ain't got no more power. Because of the people that are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Point number five. Don't ever think that Jesus is going to show up too late. Because he has the power to always be right on time. The sovereignty of God. He has all power. He can do whatever he wants. God had the power. He had the purpose. He had the plan. And he had the provision. He didn't need nobody. Now what I wanted you to know today. Was that when you pray. You have to have patience. When you go through your problems. You have to have patience. Because when God shows up, he's going to do what he's going to do. But you just have to believe that he's going to do it. As you can see, all the people who stood around and cried, the only thing that they could do was cry. But they couldn't help the situation. It was between the father and the son. Some of us were so impatient that we take things for granted in life. The ones who love us, we don't even show them love because we got so much going on. Kids want to tell you how their day was. You don't even care how their day was. You want to tell them how your day was. You can't talk to a 10 year old about your day because they don't really care and they can't comprehend but some of us we are so wrapped up in our problem that we can't even look at the provision I want to show you today or I showed you today 
that God has the power. He has the plan. God has the provision. God can do whatever he wants to do. The problem that you have, you define it to be a certain way. God can have a different definition of it. He doesn't need to run to your aid really fast. Why? Because he already knows what he's going to do about your problem. But you have to have the patience and the faith to believe it. This is what I want to do today. I want to tell you that Jesus came to this earth. He was crucified. He died. They buried him. He rose to die no more. He shed his blood for your sins, for my sins. When we are baptized in the watery grave of baptism, our sins are remiss. They're washed away. We're added to the body of Christ. In order to get added, you hear the word. You believe it, you repent of your sins, you confess, and you be baptized. You must do that. If you want to have a relationship with God, you must do that. But I hope I've proven to you and I've shown you that you don't have to believe that the Lord doesn't love you because you're going through something. Just know that God has a plan. Just know that when problems are in your life, God is trying to work some things out to increase your endurance, increase your patience, because he's going to show up when he wants to show up. And can't nobody do anything about it. But we have to believe in his delivering, his delivering power and his deliverance. If you're here today and you know that you have a hard time waiting, why don't you just walk down today and ask for some prayer? You're not baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. Why don't you just walk down today and get baptized? I know that uh, 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 I went a few minutes over, but that's what Bible study is all about. Some of you ain't going to see you no more till next Sunday anyway. This is what Bible study is all about. And let me say something else. I'm going to say this because I can. I told you some things you can't rush. You can't rush goodness. For some of us, we just want to get in service and out of service. We only come once a week. Let's keep it 100. God ain't worth two hours. I mean two hours. You know, you can't get God two hours, but you're going to get a work man eight hours. And then if he tell you he needs your work overtime, I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been asking for overtime. I'll do it. No matter what happens, we shortchange God. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Your boss would do something that Jesus would never do. And that's let you go. Ain't it something we'll spend more time with the boss man? Then we'll spend with Jesus, and he will let you go. I don't care how good you are. I'm, I'm, I'm the man in my job. You know, I do all kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. You may be the man here, but they got somebody in China just as smart or smarter than you who could do your job for a third of the cost. I'm just being 100. I just need to tell folk, give God his. Give God his. You know, you know when we come together, what you in the rush for? Half of women don't even cook no more. You ain't rushing to go home and cook. Or... You know, don't even cook no more. And, 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 and if you were old school, like the old school women, they don't cook on Sundays anyway. They cook on Saturday night. So Sunday, all you got to do is sit down and eat. Half of us now, we know how to punch that microwave because we got to heat up leftover. You eating pizza on a Sunday. I can remember a time. I'm about to sit down and shut up. But I can remember a time we ain't had no pizza on Sundays. You had chicken, greens, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, string beans, all kind of stuff. Now we got applesauce and Pizza Hut and all this kind of craziness. 
talking about you want to get out of church to go nowhere. And then as soon as something happened on the metro chain of my train of my, oh Lord Jesus my father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Help me in the name of Jesus. No matter who comes, no weapon that is formed against me. Quit all that stuff. If you love the Lord, give God the praise while you're alive and while you're strong and while you can give him the praise. Give it to him. He deserves it. All the wrongdoing that me and you have done. We done drank with folk longer than we sit in church. We done been to places where we sitting outside buying weed, hoping the police won't run past while we buying back. Don't you act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Some folk right now, they're going to leave and go to the casino boat. You ain't got no money now, and you're going to go and give them no, your money. But if you do hit, you should bless the building for I'm just saying. But what I'm saying is, you know what I'm talking about. Give God the glory. Where you going? How many parties have you been to lately? That you step up in there for 30 minutes. Do your thing for 30 minutes. Then you walk out and go home. No, you get up there. Hey, let's get it cracking. Let's get it crapping. We, what y'all doing back here? <laughs> I had to turn around. Like, but, but what I'm saying is, I need to say this. This ain't in my sermon, but it's on my heart. Listen, if we don't come to Bible study, if we ain't coming to Sunday evening, sir, at least we can sit in service on Sunday morning and give God the glory. We can at least, that's our reasonable service. We can at least do that. You know, all those accidents that we pass as we travel down the street, we could be in those accidents. All those bullets that fly through the air, they ain't got eyes. They can hit us. But look what God has done for us. We need to start giving him the glory. Give him the glory. Yeah, folk can talk about me where Brother Kenzie, you know, he, 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 he preached, you know, a whole hour and five minutes. But you know what? I, you know what? I should return the favor. You know, when folk call me with problems, I should say, hey, aunt. <laughs> Time's up. I got 10 minutes to listen to you. Time's up. Y'all get on your feet and give God the praise as we together stand to sing the song of invitation.